and welcome to Health Beat. My name is Brian Hazelgren. Once again, I'm your host for this podcast, and this is your Healthy Habits Zone. The show is all about healthy living and general well-being, and we love to discuss tips and trends to help you find true balance in your life. Big shout out and thank you to Rx to Live, the prescription for life. Rx to Live is the fastest growing medical services and well-being franchise in the country. And Rx to Live is on a mission to positively affect one million lives. As always, I want to thank Heroes Media Group and C-Suite Network Radio for the production and distribution of this podcast. Today's topic is about being flexible and versatile or basically becoming adaptable and understanding the importance of flexibility and versatility. You know, I wrote uh, the last two books that I finished up. One is called The MBA for Doctors, uh, The Physician's Game Plan, and the other one is called Mastering Positive Thinking. In both of those books, a little bit of a twist out of each one, but the main topic was becoming adaptable. And I want to cover that today because I think it's an important area that we should take a little bit of time to dive into, uh, talk about some tips and trends there. But running a business literally has changed considerably over the past several years. I think we'd all agree with that. And it will most likely continue to change. I mean, if you think about social media, for example, we now make buying decisions off of what five complete strangers say about a particular product or service. We literally will look at those reviews and make our buying decisions from people we have no clue if they're even for real. It, it's interesting how business gets done. Now, now that's the social media side. Uh, obviously, there's different technology we're dealing with in companies today. There's different software that helps us run our businesses. Uh, many deals even get done today through a webinar. And in many cases, as we move forward, gone are the days where you actually shake someone's hand, meet them a few times, get to know them. Uh, Sometimes deals are done literally through technology and through webinars. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's kind of, you know, speeding up the process of business. My point is that um, the ecosystem, the sustainability initiatives, um, the top reasons why people leave companies or join another firm, it's different and it keeps changing. So one thing to consider about running a successful enterprise or just being successful within that enterprise is to sometimes take a step backwards, look at the reality of things and literally get out of your own way by learning to become more adaptable to change, and even suggestions that other people may make. For example, don't be afraid of technology. Uh, In the medical field where I spend a lot of my time, the electronic medical records of today are helping the physicians run a better practice, run a better business as part of that practice. Technology, as we embrace it, can actually help us grow our businesses. Again, I mentioned webinars earlier. Those are fantastic ways to get the word out, talk to people, save some money on travel uh, for the first initial meeting, 
and keep moving forward with that particular partnership or relationship that you're trying to develop. Um, so much of that technology can enable us to work more efficiently and even lower our expenses. And if we lower our cost by being more efficient, then that's exactly some of the things that they should be teaching more even in business school. And most of the time we have to figure that out on our own, but it absolutely applies to your business running more efficiently, more effectively so that you can execute better. So the reality of, of running a business today, as you know, is going to require some business savvy, some solid business savvy. And you need to stay relevant to your customers and build in that, uh, I like to refer to it as that stickiness in the relationship. In other words, it's your relationship becomes so sticky that they don't want to leave you. They don't want to look at other competitive options. And it gives them, a re them meaning your, pa your sorry, not patients, uh, well, it could be patients, your clients, your customers, your patients. It gives them a reason to keep coming back, uh, to even have their friends and family buy from you or work with you. And to, so that they even tell their network or their centers of influence about you and your company. That's that stickiness that we want to build in. So being willy, willing to uh, basically adapt your behavior can increase your ability to communicate and build relationships with other people. I want you to think about that for just a second. So we're going to talk today about flexibility, versatility being able to adapt. And I can tell you very clearly that people who have adaptability are both flexible and versatile. The goal here in this conversation today is to become kind of a natural at both of these aspects. Um, well, I should say all three of these aspects. Adaptability does include flexibility and versatility. Any more adverbs I can come up with here <laughs> in the, in the uh, discussion? So um, in, the, in the book, Mastering Positive Thinking, I pointed out an area where versatility and flexibility are two, two areas of personal development that usually don't, don't get discussed very often in business today. It's kind of like we need to learn that or bring that to the table uh, when we first start in a new position, when we're in uh, the throes of running the business and moving things forward. However, I think we need to spend more time in those areas and, and literally um, kind of understand what the negative side looks like, also what the positive side looks like for both flexibility and versatility, <clears throat> uh, being versatile. So to better understand flexibility, let's look at that one first. Okay, so let's look at the negative flexibility and what that consists of. Uh, in the book, I talked about being too rigid. In other words, it's my way or the highway, baby. <laughs> the second one is always competing with others, like I'm smarter or I'm prettier or I have more experience than you do. There's also another area that on the negative side of flexibility and that's discontentment or being discontent. No, I don't like it that this way. Let's just do it my way. Or why can't we just do it my way? It's probably another way to put that. 
uh, also on the negative flexibility side, it's someone who's unapproachable. Don't bother me unless it's worth my time and you agree with me. Obviously, that's kind of a negative way to look at things. And then the last thing is difficulty with ambiguity. In other words, say statements like, yeah, let's just nail this down. Well, where are the details? So let's talk about the opposite of all those. Let's talk about being uh, highly flexible and how it's characterized by what I termed five different attributes that are a whole lot easier to understand and to buy into. But the trick here is to be able to be uh, be able to implement them into your life or really into your daily routine. Those five areas are confidence, tolerance, empathy, positiveness, and respect for others. So I want to break those down a little bit further. Those five areas in the flexibility side. And then after we accomplish that, I want to break it down even further with um, being adaptable or excuse me, being versatile and how flexibility and versatility help you become more adaptable in business. So let's strap it in here. Okay. First attribute is what I mentioned earlier is confidence. That means that you actually believe in yourself. You trust your own judgment and your resourcefulness. You can step it up when you need to, and you can complete a task or a project. Being confident in your own abilities is, in my opinion, key to leading others and to getting things done. One example that I always like to talk about with our, with our franchisees and our salespeople is that when you know your product better than anyone else in the room, I don't care if the person's smarter than you. I don't care if they have more degrees than you do. I don't care if they're uh, a professional and in some professional setting. I don't care. When you walk into that room, you are the most knowledgeable person about your product. That's what, that's what you have to do. So go in there with that confidence, knowing that you know more about your product or your service than that person that, uh, who's granted you the meeting to come and tell them about. So you have that confidence. That's the first thing. So confidence, again, is where you believe in yourself. The second aspect of being highly flexible uh, or that attribute is tolerance. Let me let that sink in for just a second. This, in my opinion, simply means that you're open to accepting opinions and practices that are different from your own. But then again, if you're too self-absorbed or narcissistic to even think about this, then take a deep breath for just a moment, and I want you to step back and give it another look. Now, we can easily think of people who are intolerant of others because of what we see on, uh, in the media and media throughout you know, television, movies, uh, even social media, even music that we listen to. But we, we know that there's a lot of intolerant people because of their political beliefs or their religious beliefs. Let me just say this. If someone doesn't like you or someone hates you from the get-go because you have a certain religion or skin color or political belief, please just turn and run from them. Intolerant people who hate you because you don't think like them are not worth speaking to or spending any time with. And the biggest reason for that is because they also attract like-minded people. And they don't pay attention 
to a diverse audience. And they also don't gain anything in their opinion from being diverse because they're intolerant, but don't be like that. Be more tolerant of others and don't prejudge. There's so many good people in the world today. They may have a different skin color than you. They may have a different religion or upbringing or background or even political belief. But as long as we can be tolerant with each other and come together for the common good, then some of those things that we've taught or those um, attributes that we bring into the conversation or into the relationship can actually strengthen the other person and we can be strengthened by them. So the whole point there is to be tolerant of others and don't prejudge. That's the area of tolerance. All right. The next area, third aspect of uh, being highly flexible is empathy. Um, Maybe, maybe something that would be helpful here is to do a quick study about the root word of empathy. It's a Greek word. And it is uh, a word that uh, literally means, well, the Greek word, uh, according to my, my good brothers that I grew up with, my Greek buddies, the Rompus family, Dino, George, and, and Greg. Uh, of course, can't forget Paul and Sophie either, mom and dad. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, 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 the word there is pathos, which means feeling in Greek. So empathy means I feel you. I can feel what you're, what you're going through. I've been in your shoes, brother. I, I get it. And another word that may even sound a little bit uh, close to that, of course, is the word sympathy, which means acknowledging someone's, someone else's uh, feelings. So on the first hand, you're, you're just talking about feeling. The second word, sympathy, means that you're actually acknowledging someone else's feelings. So sympathy results in kindness and sometimes even pity, and it comes literally from the head. Empathy will come from the heart. Sympathy will come from the head. Sympathy would be something like, again, I can certainly sympathize with you, bro, because I've been there. I've done that. Empathy then results in feeling the pain or the joy of the other person. It literally comes from the heart. So the whole point here is having empathy when we're trying to become adaptable in what we do in our daily lives and our work routine and in running a company or being part of that company or that practice. All right. So let's go to the fourth area, which is uh, of the high flexibility attribute and that's positiveness. Um, You probably all read or at least heard about Uh, Norman Vincent Peale's book, The Power of Positive Thinking. I've read that book multiple times. Uh, It's, you know, it's sold tens of millions of copies over the last 40 years. Uh, And it can, it can literally contains one universal truth that a positive attitude will lead to positive events in your life. Let me say that again. A positive attitude will lead to positive events in your life. And that's such a powerful attribute that I just decided to write an entire training system about positivity. So recently, um, as I mentioned earlier at the start of the podcast, I released a, a training system. It's actually two books. One's called Positive People Make Things Happen. And it's, it's a simple read. It's about um, short 
uh, little positive attributes about life. Things like positive people make things happen because they are bigger than their fears. That's one page. Another page is positive people make things happen because they take time to count their blessings. Another one might be positive people make things happen because they know God is not done with them yet and that they are a work in progress. So positive people make things happen. And then the follow-on training system is mastering positive thinking. It sounds like I'm running a commercial here. So eventually you'll see this coming out uh, in the uh, online and you'll be able to take this, this any of these training courses. Uh, we're getting the final throws put together on those, but they became, they've become so popular recently that we just decided to create a separate system to literally po- focus on training and positivity. You might sound, think that that sounds a little word, weird, man, I'm stumbling all over my words today. Um, but I can't underestimate how important that this topic is, especially when I even devoted an entire chapter on the MBA for doctors in the other book called Creating and Maintaining a Positive Culture. The other book, the MBA for Doctors, The Physician's Game Plan, that entire chapter is about staying positive, actually creating and then maintaining a positive culture in the practice. Well, we need that in the workspace wherever we go to work. So positiveness or mastering positive positivity is that fourth attribute in being highly flexible. The fifth one, the fifth characteristic is respect for others. I think we all know what that is, but I'm just going to sort of state the obvious here. This is literally a, a sincere desire to understand and consider other people's choices, their commitments, their needs, but also be able to relate that to your own choices, your own commitments, your own needs. Um, I think we could all agree that as a society, we have lost respect for one another, for who they are, for what culture they come from for what ideas they may have, for good things that they stand for. Literally just recently, I was mortified to see the antagonists, I believe it was in New York City, who were dumping water on police officers as they walked by on the sidewalk. And there were several dozen people laughing and standing by and filming the incident. And the officers did nothing. They didn't retaliate. They couldn't actually because there were too many people filming, filming it and they, they, they knew what, how crazy the media has gotten to um, you know, make them look bad and they, they, they know the backlash they would have faced from those crazy people in, in, that are so far gone in my opinion um, in the media and the disrespect that was, was shown to those police officers was not only unconscionable, it was downright dangerous. When we start losing respect for one another, obviously that's when we are no longer adaptable. We're no longer versatile. So I think we actually have to come into uh, an area or a thought process of respecting other people, who they stand for, where they come from, what they do, their ideas, their commitments, their personal needs. And how do we, Bring again, how do we bring those together so that we can clearly say that there's a relationship of other people's choices and commitments and good choices, I I will add, 
good choices uh, and commitments and needs that they have in relation to our own. So having respect for others is the fifth area of being highly flexible. All right, so let's talk just uh, for a moment about the other side of the coin here in adaptability, and that's um, being versatile. Versatility, as I remember this growing up and uh, have learned in business over the years, um, does require some thought, and it also requires a deeper dive to define what what versatility means. So since we covered what what, uh, uh, being highly flexible means, let's cover uh, some of the negative aspects first about being versatile do sort of the same exercise and call out what the negative side is, but then spend our, the bulk of our time on what the, the good things are from being versatile as it, as, as it helps us run our lives better. So the negative side is uh, on versatility is that people are resistant to change. In other words, when they say, this is the way we've always done it, so we've got to do it this way going forward. Next one is single-mindedness. And single-mindedness is basically something like, it's my goal and nothing else matters. Next uh, area of negativity for being versatile or not is being unreasonable, uh, having unreasonable risks that a person takes. In other words, I'm doing this project with or without you and, don't even, and I don't even need to think this through. I just know this well enough, so I'm just going to do it. I've actually done that before and ended up uh, with egg in my face. Had to redo things. Next uh, negative part of versatility is being subjective. In other words, this is the way it looks to me and only my opinion matters. So we're just going to make it happen. And then the next one uh, is blunt, being too, a little too blunt in versatility. Um, being too blunt sometimes is, you know, when you, someone comes up with an idea and you say, well, that's a stupid idea. Uh, yeah, that's a little too blunt. Okay, so let's talk about the good side of uh, being versatile, the positive side. And uh, also characterize this in the book about um, five attributes that are pretty easy to understand, I think. But the trick here again, or the key component is to be able to implement them into your life and into your daily routine. So those five things are being resilient, having a vision, being attentive, having competence, and then self-correction and or self-confidence. Okay, let's talk about resilience. Really, this is coming down to the fact that you know you're going to have setbacks. You know there's going to be barriers that are going to come up in your life, and you probably will have limited resources. But it's how you overcome those things that are important to being resilient. How do you overcome those setbacks? How do you overcome those barriers and those limited resources? So let's go down a little bit deeper to help you find that inner voice that helps you and me to keep going and not give up. Each of us has a built-in emotional strength that needs to be exercised once in a while. No one can be positive all the time. It's It's not possible. I'm a pretty positive person, but there are things that pop up in life and have popped up in life over the years where it drags you down. When disappointment comes or obstacles are placed in your path, it's when resilience that kicks in, that's where we step it up and it helps us show our inner strength. Let me give you an example. We all know about Harry Potter and the franchise 
known as Harry Potter, and that it was written by J.K. Rowling, who at one point in her life was a waitress when she was writing things down on backs of napkins. I don't know if you're aware of this, but her manuscript was turned down 15 times. 15. It's silly to think about that today, isn't it? It was turned down 15. People said no 15 times until Bloomsbury came up as the publisher and said, yeah, we'll take this on. And finally, someone shared her vision. Well, now you fast forward to today, and that, that franchise known as Harry Potter is worth about $25 billion. $25 billion with a B. So those other 15 publishers that turned her down, they're not part of that $25 billion enterprise. Good thing that J.K. Rowling was resilient enough to overcome those setbacks and those barriers and those limited resources that she had early on. So here we look at how many, you know, how many cold calls you're going to have to make, how many times you're going to be told no, uh, how many times you have to pick yourself up off the ground and bounce back from rejection. How many times do you, have you had even a book rejected? I have. A sale that didn't go your way. Or maybe even a job promotion that didn't work out as you had hoped. But if you keep on going until you succeed, that's what we call resilience. That's why resilience is important in being versatile. Okay, next let's talk about vision. Vision is the second uh, trait in being versatile. I think it's easy to see why someone who has the power to imagine, the power to be creative, to suggest alternatives, um, that's the person that's going to be more influential than someone who can't come up with those things or may not even buy into the vision. To see the things as they would like them to turn out and then get to work to make it happen, that's what we want to talk about today in vision. Now, we know that along the way, there's still going to be obstacles. So vision and resilience are going to have to tie in together. Along the way, there's probably some adjustments that will have to be made. But you can get there eventually because your vision becomes reality when you keep working towards whatever it is you want to accomplish. Your vision becomes reality when you keep working towards whatever you want to accomplish. Have the vision, get to work, know that there's going to be obstacles, but don't stop. Keep moving forward. Keep seeing that vision. That's yours. You came up with it. Now it's time to go get it. All right, the next area was uh, being attentive. I think that uh, attentiveness is simply being aware of elements and others and their thoughts who are around you or things that are in your environment, in your workspace, in your family life, in your personal relationships. That just simply means that you're aware of the other elements and other people's uh, feelings and emotions and what makes them tick. It can be as simple as noticing when someone is getting bored. I mean, I, I have the luxury of doing this because I do a lot of public speaking and I'm standing in front of the audience. So I realize sometimes by the body language or the look on their face that people are getting bored and I need to do something different. And that's when you need to sense that you need to do something different. And maybe it's not even the right time to present your particular idea at that time. It's knowing when to act and when not to act. It's knowing when to open your mouth or not open your mouth. It means paying attention to more of your own needs in association with other people's needs 
but this always literally takes me back this conversation every time i bring this up it takes me back to when i wanted something when i was growing up like a new bike or a motorcycle or uh, needed some extra money to go out on a on a date or something fun with my friends if mom and dad were not in the right mood i had i learned early on that it's useless it's pointless in bringing it up uh, even after today, uh, being married for 33 years to my w- wonderful, beautiful wife, Anne, I, I still have, the same thing happens. Uh, there's there's the right time and the wrong time to bring it up. And you, you just need to pay attention or be attentive to when that right time might be. Uh, so paying attention to the details or being attentive. And when you bring things up, that's an important attribute in being versatile. So the fourth area then in high versatility, that fourth trait is competence. And competence actually comes from expertise or experiences. Experiences that you've acquired because you're, um, the things that you've been involved with have helped you learn and grow over time. We might even be able to go as far as to say that we could categorize this is wisdom that you've acquired over the years. And I believe confidence also involves an element of problem solving and the ability to go beyond your particular specialty. Let's call it that. Uh, if you're a specialist in IT or you're a specialist in uh, dealing with the public or uh, providing medical services, whatever that or sales, marketing, whatever that specialty is, I believe that confidence needs to also involve problem solving in things that go beyond your own specialty. So sometimes if you don't know how to answer a question or fix a problem, guess what? You can find someone who does. Henry Ford was brilliant at that. I remember reading a story about Henry Ford back in the early days of starting his empire where someone asked him a question and he didn't know the answer and they chastised him as the CEO and the founder of the company that he didn't know the answer. And he said, well, why should I? I don't need to know everything. I'll just push this button right here and I'll have the person and standing in front of us who does have the answer for you. So I think that's where we also have to look at other opportunities where we can, uh, you know, fire up that can do attitude and follow through on the things that are important by involving someone else or finding the right answer and finding the person who does know the answer that you may not know. That's all part of being competent, I believe. Then the fifth area of high versatility is self-correction. This is the trait that also requires some self-confidence to be able to self-correct. I think it means that once you initiate a project, you ask for feedback and place a high priority on solving the problem, not just showing up and just being there. I think that's where we can look at how do we solve the problem or the challenge that's in front of us and having enough self-confidence to say things like, well, look, this is about the, the bigger picture here. It's a, and, and it's not about me and my feelings. It's about solving the problem or it's solving the, coming up with a solution to the challenge that lies in front of us. It means that you're able to see when you've basically developed a, a pattern 
in your behavior that's non-productive. Or maybe even some previous actions or a previous system that you designed where the course needed to be corrected a little bit. Think of it like this, for example, in correct in having the right, um, first of all, having the right plan of action to begin with, but still being able to correct if necessary. I'm sure you've all been on a flight before where it looks like it should be one straight path from city to city that you're going to. But sometimes the diversion comes when there's a storm in the way, there's another plane that's a little too close in the flight pat pattern or flight path. And, um, you, you turn to the right, you go down, you come back up, whatever that may be. It's not the exact perfect straight course every time. That means the plane is correcting the challenge that lies before it. Of course, that's coming from the wisdom of the pilot and the co-pilot, <clears throat> excuse me, and those that are working at the tower. But, uh, you know, if they didn't make that self-correction and they stayed off course, even if you stayed off course by one degree, that could end up being disastrous by the time you were supposed to land if you didn't correct that in the flight pattern. I think it's been told that if you're off one degree, you could end up a mile off of where uh, you're going to land 2,000 miles away. Well, wouldn't that just be nice if you're a, if you're a mile off and you end up in the park or on, landing on the freeway somewhere? <laughs> anyway, the, the, the point here is that you, you got to be able to willing to say, okay, this approach is not working and we've got to do something different. So self-correct when you need to uh, be adaptable in, in this particular area and being versatile to make that self-correction. And again, it's going to require a little bit of self-confidence to make that self-correction, but that's okay because if the approach isn't working, figure out something else and come up with a better mousetrap. So developing your adaptability literally allows you to understand how different types of people would like to be treated. Some people like, um, some people feel like that being adaptable means that they have to copy what everybody else is doing. And I completely disagree with that. You don't need to copy other people to be adaptable. Being adaptable does not mean that you imitate the other person's behavior. It does mean, however, that you need to adjust your behavior to be more in line with the other person's preferences if it's the right thing to do. So obviously our own needs are important and so are the needs of others. So how do we find a balance? Well, the adaptable person will meet the other person's needs and his or her own needs. They know how to negotiate relationships in a way that allows everyone to win. And with adaptability, you are practicing the spirit of the golden rule. And you are treating the other person the way that you would want to be treated. Yeah, that sounds great, doesn't it? Because the world could use a whole lot more of this particular trait in becoming adaptable. So I think it's up to us. Where's it going to start? It's going to start with you and me. As we're listening to this and going through this today, um, if we can incorporate adaptability, which means flexibility and versatility into our daily routine, these things that we've talked about today are important, and I, I truly believe that they can help us all become more adaptable in our life, in our work, in our relationships, and make it a more efficient and effective relationship or outcome as we go about our daily routine. So I think that... Uh, 
you know, I probably uh, given enough information here, but I want to, I want you to think for a minute. It, um, maybe take a few minutes and write down some of the ways in which you feel like you can become adaptable. Just write down three or four or five things. What can you do today to be more adaptable, to be more flexible, to be more versatile? And then what's, what are some of those action steps that you need to take in order to accomplish that? Now, I've put this together again in, the, um, in a couple of my most recent books. Uh, the MBA for Doctors, The Physician's Game Plan is one. The other one is uh, Mastering Positive Thinking. And in that book, we also ask the question, how high is your PQ? How high is your positive quotient? Not your IQ, your PQ. Um, these are some of the things that are in those two books. Uh, you can always check those out on my website, brianhazelgren.com. You can also look for those on Amazon. So you'll see those. Uh, actually, you won't see MBA for Doctors on Amazon because that's part of a specific training program for physicians. Uh, but the other one, Mastering Positive Thinking or Positive People Make Things Happen, the other book, you'll see those on Amazon. Here, here I'm giving a plug for Amazon. I didn't charge them for advertising on my show. <laughs> anyway, uh, good stuff today. Um, I want to thank you for tuning in to Health Beat. Again, this is uh, Brian Hazelgren, your host. And we always say that this is your healthy habits zone. Uh, I'm going to sign off for now. But there will be more things to come. There'll be more tips and innovative ideas. There'll be amazing guests that'll be coming up in some of the future episodes as well. Uh, we've got some healthy services and products for you to learn about, some tips and trends to help make your life more balanced, more successful, more optimized. And I want to thank again one more time the Heroes Media Group and C-Suite Network Radio for the production and the distribution of this podcast. And I really hope you had a great time today like I did, like I always do when I'm speaking about some of these topics. And uh, hope you go out and make it a great day. Thanks for tuning in.